0: Welcome to Christmas Actually with Luke Allen and Lara Collier. The podcast that takes a look at the Richard Curtis film Love Actually, one day at a time.
1: It's the 20th
0: of November actually and I'm here as always with my co-host Lara Collier. Yeah,
2: hello.
0: And with two guests today um eddie o'keefe hello and brian lockhart howdy
3: i gotta say brian Lock brian lockhart is such a great richard curtis character name like oh
0: <laughs> it's <laughs> nearly as good as graham
3: curry
4: <laughs> <laughs> so well like
3: hugh grant could be oh brian lockhart nice to meet you like oh yes <laughs> so well i like, couldn't be eddie o'keefe wouldn't work but he's just oh it has to be irish and drunk doesn't he
4: <laughs> you know, i it's funny. I've always said if anybody was ever going to play me in a biopic, it would be Hugh Grant.
0: <laughs> How very oh. modest of you. But <laughs> just <laughs> before or after the scandals?
4: <laughs> oh, definitely after. <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> Sometimes during, but we don't talk about that. So. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um. So yeah, uh, I don't think we said last episode that we're hoping with this show, each episode to have two guests on who don't know each other, because it's just a bit fun. You get to see whether they love or hate each other over the course of the episode. <laughs> and I'm hoping it'll it'll make the the idea of having guests on a little more approachable to the audience to sort of avoid having those automatic like cliques or anything. Because say, for example, I pick all of you people as like guests i've had on two minutes about time lara's never met any of you we're Mm -hmm. constantly bantering and calling back to stuff and then it's like hold up what's what's happening so i'm hoping that having two guests that don't know each other cancels that out maybe yeah that makes sense Uh, it's it's a good
4: idea especially for this show sorry to cut you off eddie see there we go we haven't (laughs) worked out our (laughs) dynamic yeah (laughs) (laughs)
0: um so i guess we'll start with um both of you in whatever order, what is your experience and memory of Love Actually? I'll let you go first, Brian. Well,
4: well thanks. Um, <laughs> trying to pre around it. Well, uh, so, so this movie, I've actually watched it for the first time last night. Um, that's my main history with it. Wow. I th- think it, I mean, I've definitely seen bits and pieces of it. I was definitely aware of it. Um but it's definitely like, oh, that romantic comedy that I didn't even realize took place during Christmas. I don't really, you know, I, I had no interest. Um, but I think thanks to Luke, I'm becoming a Richard Curtis fan, and I didn't know it. I, I probably actually always have been and just never gave it a fair chance, but uh, after watching About Time, I absolutely love that movie. Um, and I very much enjoyed this movie. I wouldn't, I don't put it up there with the same level as About Time, as far as um, that, that, that was like poignant and, and all that, this is fun. This is a nice, fun movie. Um, Yeah. But uh, it's the only thing I was aware of prior to, to this, um, me watching it was pretty much, I think the most famous scene with, uh, with um, well now I'm, drawing a blank on his name but the guy from walking dead where he's flipping the cards to Kieran knightley like that's oh, everybody knows that one i think yeah. and and but even i was acutely aware that somebody told me because i've seen that scene and every time it's like it's just on tv that's the scene hmm. but uh, our I, prime I, I,
0: minister I, spoofed it last year for a political campaign <laughs> which is a bit <laughs> weird um
4: well the prime minister's <laughs> in this so you know why not <laughs> <laughs> and it, although i i do say it should have been prime minister brian lockhart Should have been. <laughs> look okay. if lockhart can be used for uh the the teacher of the dark arts class then you know he could definitely be a uh you know oh, uh, hugh grant prime minister
3: have, hugh grant should have played gilderoy lockhart in harry potter oh I nope. so good
2: no, 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 don't ruin Harry Potter for me. No, don't do it. Just don't.
0: I have got a, a brief Harry Potter note in my notes today. It's probably oh. a really boring Harry Potter note, but it's a brief Harry Potter Well how <laughs> so. how can you not
4: have how can you not have a Harry Potter uh note considering half the cast?
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah like so we, British actors, they've either been in Doctor Who or Harry Potter, or mm. both. Yeah. That's pretty much it. Or the Bill. So, Or the bill, yeah. Or Doctors. yeah. (laughs) They tend to start in Doctors, move their way up to the bill and then they end up in Doctor Who or Harry Potter (laughs) and basically every other British film. Um, Yeah. Take for example Simon Fisher-Becker, who was on Two Minutes About Time, really nice guy. Um, And uh, he was in Harry Potter in 2001 (laughs) and he was in Doctor Who in 2010. Amazing. (laughs) And yeah. So I think that's just... It's it's a rite of passage for mm. British actors. um. Yeah. And Eddie, what was your memory slash first experience with Love Actually? So I have seen this film a
3: couple of times before. This is definitely the kind of film that in your first major relationship uh, in the mid-2000s, your girlfriend at the time goes, oh, you're going to watch Love Actually? And you go... <laughs> oh, yay, this will be fun. And then you end up really enjoying it, because, like, this film should be terrible.
0: Like, yes. It
3: has no right to be as good as it is. Well, that's it... with
0: most Richard Curtis films. You watch yeah. it and you go, everything I hate about every other film <laughs> is why I love this.
3: There's, like, there's something weirdly charming and lovely about this film. Uh, it, there's just, like, even though it's not good, <laughs> it's, it's so lovely, and it is I just, this film is like, it makes no sense because it shouldn't be good. And all of our friends have basically said, I love this film, but I hate it. And I shouldn't, I just don't get it. And it's one of the most confusing films ever. It, not in the sense of the story, the story is quite straightforward. It's just you watch it and you go, this is box And then at the end you go, oh, that was so good. And it's like, oh. <laughs> yes. It's like the opposite of Cats, where it's just like, hmm. Cats is so bad. And at the end you're like, I have to watch it again. This is like this is so terrible, but it's my favorite Christmas film. Love actually is—it's a nice film. There's a couple of moments I'm just like, oh, that's very 2003, but nothing was like enough to ruin the film. It just was just kind of like, oh, that's of its time. We can move on.
0: I guess what we didn't really talk about, Lara, is that neither of us existed when this film came out.
2: (laughs) Well, I mean, technically, (laughs) we existed, but. Yeah, oh, I assume it came out it. at Christmas.
0: Yeah, okay, fair enough. But yeah. It's Ooh, me. um Uh-oh. so, um I've got a note that I forgot to mention last episode that I want to start this episode with.
1: Woo.
0: Which is that we open with Christmas is all around, obviously. And um that was because Love Is All Around was number one for fifteen weeks after Four Weddings and a Funeral came out. Mm-hmm. So Richard Curtis just thought it'd be really funny if he just made the audience listen to the song again.
4: <laughs> that is hilarious. Plus, uh, the the way the reoccurring joke about how it's actually a terrible song. Oh. That is brilliant.
3: <laughs> yeah. I, I, I always forget about Bill Nye in this film. And if it's a Richard Curtis film, I should expect him to be in it. But <laughs> oh, he's so funny.
0: Yeah. And in, t- in, in terms of that song, those are the listeners who haven't listened last week or haven't watched our trailer. If they want to hear me, mine and Lara's cover, of Christmases all around. That's in our trailer and in um last episode. So there we I go.
3: It's a very, very good cover.
0: <laughs> it was It was a fun school talent show last year it was, wasn't it? Talent show? So, it was a concert. No, it wasn't talent show. Concert. I don't know why I said talent Where'd show. We've never done talent a talent show. show. We've we never done do a one. talent show.
2: We tried to do one, but it didn't go as planned. But where, did, I don't where think on were... earth are you getting talent show?
0: I don't know. Like, never mind. Cut that. Me. Future me. <laughs>
3: Um, yeah it so, was a very 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 good cover I enjoyed it a lot and it, it got me really in the mood for this film as well <laughs> so, so
0: guys how, how's your Christmas season going you, all, you feeling really Christmassy this uh, 20th of November yep sure if I'm not dead by oh. the time this is released then definitely <laughs> uh, but
3: my partner's birthday is December 28th um, so Christmas time for me is I'm already in the midst of buying presents during that time of recording in september so because otherwise you
1: the
0: illusion
3: yeah <laughs> other, other, <laughs> otherwise i'm buying presents for both christmas and birthday a week before christmas and i'm panicking and i'm poor so i've got to start buying presents now and hiding them for like three four months
2: i feel bad for anyone's birthday that's in de- december like poor you
3: yeah
4: Mm. well mm. my uncle was december 28th actually Ooh. and it was the same thing it was like people were like oh this is your birthday and christmas oh, present
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs>
3: she hates it and so last <laughs> yeah. year i was like oh i'll propose you on your birthday that'll be a nice surprise and hell of a christmas and then this year i'm like what do i do now i can't propose again so i've dug myself a hole so Mm. it's gonna be here's a nice scarf
1: (laughs) 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 oh but you always love scarves yeah
0: (laughs) but um there's a there's two main months in my family really for birthdays december for my mum and my sister um my sister's at the start of december my mum's at the middle of december and then march march 1st is mine and my dad's birthday so we've just got the two months
4: yeah, well, one of my cousins was born several years after, you know, I'm good, like, 12, 14 years older than him. But he was born on my birthday, and we just Selfish. we just don't pretend that happens. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we just ignore that. <laughs>
3: Laura, when's your birthday?
2: Fourth of March, and I don't know anyone with that birthday, so that's cool. Yeah, so
0: now we've got it. Now, now we just did like... <laughs> your birthday just when we've recovered from mine and my dad's birthday it's like okay now it'll be lara's birthday and <laughs> and that that means right i think we've said this in the group chat that by th- but in the Move by minutes group that by three days she's beaten me as the youngest Move by minute podcast i'm host. sorry
1: <laughs> i'm, I'm so sorry
2: <laughs> are you just it's, like gonna guilt trip me every single no, time no.
0: No, it's it's because I only realised like when we did this that I was the youngest one. So I just I, I didn't have that time. Uh. I'd never really thought about it. <laughs>
1: um
0: so we open the film, uh well, this scene in the film, with five weeks until Christmas and we get lots of different Christmassy people doing Christmassy things. Mm. That's just what my note says.
1: <laughs> Wait, yeah.
0: It's just pure like Does
1: they it?
3: don't they don't capture um how melancholy and sad British people are at Christmas time, walking around miserable because oh, I've got to do this because it's Christmas. Even though Christmas is lovely, when you're shopping at Christmas in London, it's a bloody nightmare.
0: Oh, and it's it's it is going to be really horrible with like COVID and everything mm. because I, unless like a miracle happens, it's life's not going to be a ton easier than it is now. I
3: am not looking forward to the John Lewis advert, which is just going to be like, we all know everyone's struggling this Christmas. for oh, John Lewis. Shit. And it's like, oh, shut up.
0: Yeah. The, what The thing that every ad has been saying everywhere. Yeah. And like, we all know during this hard time. But yeah.
4: yeah, We're just, in it together.
0: Oh. We're <laughs>
2: all in this together. Sorry, I had to.
0: That was our other school show. I know. <laughs> Also, oh. um, shout out to at some point I'm on like the high the high school musical minute thing. Um, I don't know what it is. is it Wildcats minute or something. I don't know. I'm recording that next week. That'll be fun. Yay. I guess I guessed on the stick to the status quo moment, uh, which is because that was the only scene I was in in the school show as a character. Where I I'm was
2: sorry, just... but why do I still remember the dance to stick to the status quo? I know I remember
0: it better now than I did on stage. On stage, it was kind of like I'm gonna watch everyone. And now, if I hear the song, I just get up. No, 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 no. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Same. I just I love the dance. I can't help it. I just but I. It. But
0: it, 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 it starts with me. My part starts with me coming down the stairs. Listen well. I'm ready to tell about a need that I cannot deny. But there's no explanation for this awesome sensation. But I'm ready to let it fly. And that that was that was my my part. That was pretty Speak much it. Oh, and then I say in my apologies, Brian, awful American accent. If <laughs> Troy can be in the show, then I'm coming clean. I play the cello. Awesome. <laughs> what is it? And I do a thing. Do you have to wear a suit, jacket, and tie? And that's that's where, that's where we go. That was that that was my, my that was my moment. And I've been really trying to find. I know that a friend of mine filmed it, and now I can't find that video anywhere. And that's kind of annoying because I wanted to play it on the podcast, but. Love Actually, that's what this show's about. Yeah. <laughs> I did not think I'd be singing High School Musical on a Love Actually podcast. Yeah, both <laughs> well, are incredible. I have to balance it out by singing Christmas is All Around You when I'm on the High School Musical podcast. <laughs> and I don't know if that'll be out yet. I don't know what their schedule is, but it's five weeks till Christmas and we see a Christmas tree. People walking out. I'm very lucky. I think that my... Um, my college is right by a high street, so I think when it gets to Christmas shopping, mm. I can just go a bit at a time after college, um, which is it's nice. It's and it's not too busy at the times I'm there, so it's it's good. Except students, I swear there's no one else there now. Like everyone I see has got a student lanyard, and it's like there were there were there are other people here, aren't there? Like <laughs> I think it's just student takeover at like times between periods. I don't
3: know. Sorry, for some reason my. Uh the video of the minute has just closed itself. So I was going to load that up again. <laughs> good. It's all going well.
0: Um... <laughs> yeah this is what happens when we just record early in the morning well late in the morning i guess but it's almost uh,
2: midday what are you on about
0: but not for brian
2: i was for
3: some of us
4: (laughs) (laughs) if my voice doesn't give it away
3: (laughs) you're you're, a trooper brian we're all very proud of you (laughs) well
4: i appreciate that yeah i was i'd like to say this is my like deep manly voice but it's just i just woke up voice
0: It's five weeks until Christmas, there's people doing Christmassy things I don't think we need to say anything more than that I didn't, I normally do like A breakdown of everything and I just literally wrote Christmassy people doing Christmassy things mm. um, We get the ch- We're shot outside the house And because last episode there were so many names That were credited that I was like, who did that person play What have they been in I I researched this morning
1: So oh, we get the credit
0: for Andrew Lincoln Who I think we all know plays Mark And he's from The Walking Dead and Teachers Telegio 4 plays peter who was in 12 years a slave and the martian gregor fisher oh. who plays manager joe who was in there she goes 1984 and merchant of venice and i've left someone's name with no notes <laughs> you idiot <laughs> i just got to the last one and i was like what, what's she doing?
3: Uh, <laughs> wow well that's that so strong uh... that's good it's going well lads Let's have a look. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, Luke. I thought you
4: were more professional than that. <laughs> she played Lisa Addison
3: <laughs> in Resident Evil. She uh, was M- M- Maya in Love Actually, as we all aware, and she was Lizel's mother in The Book Thief. Thank you. Don't know what that is. But I'm just. I'm just. Oh, she was in a relationship with Daniel Craig until 2004. That's, uh, that's, fun. that's Yeah, that's sad. She has got discography. She did albums. What? She's crazy.
0: <laughs> and we didn't know what she'd done. I know
3: she did a lot of it all. A lot of German stuff, including uh, <laughs> as Laura. All right, uh, Das Dubertier. There you go, Doctor Hope. Not heard of that.
0: We're now in the house of Colin Firth, playing Jamie, and Kataya. I think is his wife. Um. Or girlfriend? I'm not. Do we never? Do we find out if it's wife? It says, think says Jamie's a girlfriend.
4: Wedding. Well, on IMDb it says Jamie's girlfriend. Hmm. That doesn't. But I've I've caught IMDb not being accurate in the past for well, for some stuff that I've I've done.
3: I'm looking at the scene now. None of them are wearing wedding rings, so I'm huh. assuming they're just together. I
4: yeah. assumed it, watching the movie that that was husband wife.
3: Me too.
1: Yeah.
0: I think if 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 not, it's still a long term living together yeah. multiple years <laughs> relationship <laughs> if it, if been together a week yeah. he's very clingy, <laughs> <so>. <laughs> exactly i love you i love you i, like, I okay, split sp- the away. difference
4: in their their common law married
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> um so jamie's girlfriend is played by sienna guillory um and this scene was shot later um, than the rest of the film so we could find out more about jamie uh, he says, I'm so late. She says, it's just round the corner. You'll make it. Are you sure you don't mind me going without you? No, really. I'm feeling so rotten. He says, I love you. I know. I love oh, you I even when you're Han sick. Han I haven't Solo. even noticed the I know. That's awful. Yeah. It's proper Star Wars stuff,
3: isn't it? Like,
0: yeah, she's
4: the Han Solo. <laughs>
0: um, he says, I love you even when you're sick and look disgusting. And she says, me. That's me. Uh, now go yes. and you'll actually miss it. <laughs> Have we got any comments on this, or I can go straight to the the rest, the next load of credits? Well, All I will say uh...
2: on that is, how dare you do that to Colin Firth? <laughs> <laughs>
3: well, is he is he an attractive man? I'm, I'm asking this me, as a yeah, I'm asking this as a a straight white man in his late twenties. <sighs> I've never seen Colin Firth as not ugly, but I've never seen him as like the handsome British man.
0: Mm. Well, we had this we had this discussion on Two Minutes About Time about Donald Gleeson. Hmm.
4: I can see why. Would you I say mean, he is like, again? She's I'm Yeah. I don't know. She's
0: not seen about time. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I know who Donald Gleeson is, and
0: like, yeah, of course Harry Potter. Yeah. yeah,
2: I saw him in Harry Potter, but obviously he had that makeup to look like he had scars and stuff, and he's all right. I mean, he's not Taron Egerton, but I mean, he's all right. <laughs>
3: what about colin Firth?
2: okay um i love him so so very much because the first thing i saw him in was mamma mia i don't care what oh, says. i think is he's a... sexy in that okay, um, but is other crazy. than that it's
1: um, a good film
2: yeah
1: yeah yeah when... and then other
2: than that i've seen him in kingsman and i oh, love yes. him in that suit don't yeah. even i love it <laughs>
3: kingston's a great film it's so like an it's an easy fun watch you just, like mm. you turn your brain off you just have a good laugh so mamma mia mamma mia is like this is silly and it's fun and that's what the film's supposed to be and it's just like
0: yeah great until right i love the second film richard curtis wrote the story for the second film which is great i love the second film but share really <laughs>
1: <I> <laughs> thank like it. you yeah.
0: Can you bring a professional singer on who does a worse job than Piers Brosnan? No, I love Cher. (laughs) I love Cher so much. I don't. But also the appeal was these people who don't normally sing, singing, and then they're like, hey, we got Cher, and she's pretty much nothing to the plot whatsoever. She's great, though. Oh, Cher.
2: Also, can I just point out, right? I don't know if this is, like, my head being a head or something, but... (laughs) In the first film, I swear Donna is in La like, Meryl Streep. She's she's lying down on the bed, and then she'll go. Someone up there has got it in for me. I bet it's my mother. I thought she was dead. Why
0: is she alive? That's definitely what the assumption is in the. But once again, those things haven't bothered me so much in the sense of as we said, like it's not the film you take seriously. In the same way that she meets the three men in a different order, in the in Mamma Mia, here we go again to how it's said in the start of Mamma Mia. Yeah, and. And you've got that shot where she meets when she sees them all in the first film and they've like de-aged them and given them long hair or whatever, and they don't look anything like their younger account. Yeah. That's, exactly. Never, that's never bothered me because I'm kind of like, eh, it's fun. I
3: reckon Cher was just upstairs and that's what she meant. <laughs> <laughs> she she's there the whole time. I <laughs> know <laughs> oh she's just in the
0: helicopter,
1: like yeah. always.
3: <laughs> just waiting what? to
0: come down, like, oh please. <laughs> Yeah, the only reason she didn't come to the graduation at the stop, mommy, here we go again, is because she, she couldn't find a place to park the helicopter.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> That's why her voice goes like, "Do you believe?" It's like we just shout it into a washing machine and it echoes. <laughs> That's why.
1: <laughs> but
0: also, <laughs> like Meryl Streep and Cher are like a couple of years in different age. Yeah. Like they apparently, I'm pretty sure they played sisters. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's ah. Oh.
1: You know uh, they
4: they do that in Hollywood a lot. Uh, uh, w- Sean Connery and and uh, Harrison Ford were only like twelve years apart in age, but uh Sean Connery played Harrison Ford's dad in Indiana Jones. So, oh, it, it, but that
1: worked. <laughs> that's the difference. It
4: did work. It totally <laughs> did work. Any
3: any excuse to tell my favorite Sean Connery joke, which is: Do you, yes, want, do. Do you want? Do you want to hear my impression of Sean Connery's dog? Whoosh. Yes. <laughs> Such a good joke! <laughs> ah.
0: I saw it written down, but even you, when you put it in the chat, you saying
3: it. It's just—it's so good. Woof. Um,
0: so Love after it. we've tangented a lot about—I can't remember where that started, but it started with whether Colin Firth was an attractive man. Yeah. Um, so talking about uh, since since I guess we're going to have Lara's comments throughout the film on Colin Firth, probably. Um, <laughs> Now's the time to start with uh, on my part. Kira Knightley's credits next. Oh, oh dear, yeah. Um, I think she's just really good. <laughs> I really like Kira Knightley. I'll watch uh, anything Kira Knightley's in. I don't um, like. I don't like
3: Keira Knightley. I'm very sorry, Luke. I
0: just she Luke. Is...
2: Hang on. Wait, have you seen *Bend It Like Beckham*? I have. Okay, just checking because I was like <laughs> Keira Knightley was in that. I just wanted to see if you'd seen it.
0: Yeah. I mean, I've not seen... There's a lot of films she's in that I haven't seen, but, uh, like, I've, I've seen a lot of them. One that I really liked, I'm pretty sure I recommended to you, Lara, that you haven't seen yet, I assume, was Begin Again.
2: Yeah, you've already recommended that, so and I still music. haven't... Yeah, I still like, haven't she,
0: looked it. Knightley's a really good singer, and it's her playing, like, a struggling musician, who, and they decide, because they couldn't, like, book a studio to record, like, all of her... Like, an entire album out on the street, with, like, the noises of the street around her, and it's it's really good. This is Fun. my
3: my fault the first thing i saw her in, i like, can remember was a pirates film uh hmm. p- probably the first one and i just i like the pirates films but i didn't like her and i just found it's, it was me being like a teenager i don't really
0: like the pirates films to be honest they have, they've not oh.
4: aged great i don't the f- think the first one's great the other ones they could all go away i mean <laughs> I, i'd happily
0: watch them and they're fine but it was just kind of I, I have an issue with films that are, that end up exactly what you expect them to be, mm. like and that's what it is for pirates, and I guess that is what it is with love actually, like the difference between love actually and about time is with <laughs> about time it's not the film you expect it to be with love actually, you like it, but it is exactly mm. what you think it's going to be yeah it's it's just it's it's one of the
3: things that I saw Karen Knightley when I was at an age, and I was like, Ugh. Like women, no, which is wrong. Um <laughs> wow. Yeah, I was you know, stupid teenager in the mid two thousands, that's what I mean, that's unfortunately what it was like. And that's just formed a really bad bias of Kira Knightley for me, which is unwarranted and not
0: acceptable. So I'm trying to do better. Uh, but So whilst we don't see her, you yeah. know, um so Kira Knightley's in this obviously, and Thomas Sangster plays the little boy, Sam. Mm. There is six years difference between them. Bloody hell. Really? How old is he? he was, he's 12. She's 18.
4: Oh, he looks like Jeez. seven. I I—I had no idea he was 12 in this movie.
0: Hello, just a future Luke or past Luke or whatever uh, in editing mode, just as a correction. It's not six years between them. It's five years between them. Thomas Brody Sangster was 13, not 12. Uh, here we go, but... So I guess that makes the fact even more interesting. I don't know she was 18. She hasn't aged yeah. at all. To she, no, was she... Seven... she was 17 in Pirates. Was she? What really? Hell? <clears throat> Bloody hell. Yeah.
4: Bloody hell indeed.
3: That's the most... <laughs> I, I can't believe it. I thought she was much older in a nicer way. She, you just, she, she constantly looks like she's still like mid-20s.
0: Well, yeah. She's, there's this film she did called Say When with her and Chloe Grace Moritz, which is a really good movie. And she's maybe aged, like, two years since that's Love, a, actually. And that insane. film came out really recently. That's and ridiculous. Like, yeah. Oh, well done, Kira Knightley. You've aged very well. Um, I, this, is, this was the compliment we gave to Liam Neeson last week.
2: Oh, sugar, yeah, because he's like sixty-eight, but he looks like
0: he's in his forties. I
3: thought you were going to say he was sixteen. I was like, wait, what? (laughs) 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 Yeah,
4: Yeah, that's a bridge too far.
0: (laughs) Obviously, he wasn't when Love Actually came out, but Liam Neeson is sixty-eight now. That's crazy. He doesn't. Yeah, he's aged. He looks.
4: He looks good, but if you watch any of his more recent action movies. They're cutting around that his old man run and stuff like that. Like, like he he physically, at his face looks good, but he's not. He's not moving like he used to.
3: Yeah, I I can imagine after every take, he's like, "Lord, I'm tired." Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, what's each of your favorite Liam Neeson? Like, I mean, we haven't even got to the point where we see him, but we see him in a. What Mm. What are each of your favorite? What do you think of when you think Liam Neeson?
4: Well, the obvious one is for me is the, uh, uh, taken, Hmm. but, but I, I mean, he was, I saw him in dark man and, uh, in fact, kind of tie into my podcast a little bit. The first thing I think I ever remember seeing him in was the dirty Harry movie. He was, um, he was in, I think it was Deadpool. He was in the, he was the concert promoter or something like that. Um, but honestly, actually that, and next to Ken, he was Patrick Swayze's brother. I think those were like the main movies I remember seeing him in. Uh, he was like the, like they were like Cajun redneck guys and their brother gets killed. And Liam Neeson is the one that goes a little more extreme, if I recall. And he, you know, for revenge, they could basically go off for revenge and Patrick Swayze has to basically, you know, be the hero. You know, he's pretty good. Of course, I there's, what was it, like Rob Roy? I think he was in, um, I've only seen bits and pieces of that, but I always like. Uh but Dark Man, actually, sorry. That that's another one that where I kind of first hey, who's this guy? Uh, and he's pretty good. But um obviously there, you know, he's he's got such a, a long list of, of good movies, not just the you know, not just like the cold pursuit action movies, but you know, uh but I, I would say Taken though has gotta be is one that people know him for best.
3: I've only seen bits of Taken. Yeah,
0: I same here. I've been meaning to watch it. It's- it's very
3: very much up my street I just, I've, never, yeah. I've never sat down to watch it properly but f- my, my, my favourite Liam Neeson film uh, it's not even like his film really just his role in it is in the Lego movie because he's so funny as the good cop, bad cop which is just him being like I'm Liam Neeson and then flips it and he goes
0: hello I'm Liam Neeson oh, <laughs> so funny. I haven't seen the Lego movie in so long but I remember oh, loving it it's I need so I've- funny like, I, I forgot like,
4: about that, and that's genius—the fact that it's just him yeah. doing like a high-pitched
3: it's voice. So fo- it makes me laugh every single period. time. Just him yeah, gonna- just the
0: age, the age I was when the Lego Movie came out. I think it was possibly like just around the point where that would be the sort of film that I would be watching, and then mm. like as as a child, like just when just before I became too old for that sort of stuff. So I was at the point where like the cast didn't mean anything to me, but like mm. since then, the number of actors I've gone through their arms, mean, it's like. Oh, they were in the Lego movie. I really need to <laughs> go back and watch it. It's a great um, film. He was in the main thing for me is either this, I think this really says something. This is one of the main parts I remember him from, actually. And um, he's in a film called Chloe. I think I talked about the last episode. Have, have either of you watched Chloe? No. No, I've not heard of it. Well,
4: you know, I, I totally forgot, like, as you were talking, I was, just, I was trying to find this parody thing that he did, which is quite hilarious. But <laughs> I totally forgot that he was Qui-Gon. Like, that's my go-to for him. <laughs> he's in Star Wars.
0: <laughs> oh, oh, and yeah. um, have either of you watched um, Life's Too Short, the Ricky Gervais show? Nope.
3: Uh, yes, it's, I have.
0: It's, like, it's not that good a show, but there's this uh, really good scene. Which this like is what I was trying Facebook to. Concert, yeah. yeah. Where he's talking about stand-up comedy. Yes. And he's like, I feel yes. like, I want to start stand-up comedy. <laughs> yeah. you could see. Yeah, that, I'm that glad
4: sh- you remember that, Luke, because that's what I was trying to, uh, to search for while you were talking, because I was like, that is hilarious, because he's such the straight man, and, and it plays to his strength. And it's so funny. <laughs> yeah,
3: that, that, that show was so hit and miss, but when it hit, it was like, oh, this is genius, more of this. And then it just was like, also, Warren Davis is small,
0: so I yeah, like, it was it was yeah. strange. Um the, I really liked the I really liked the finale where they had Sean Williamson, oh, who were the other two? Um oh, it slipped off my arm. Keith Chegwin and was it Les Dennis and the three of them and Warwick Davis doing like a sort of like B-list celebrity tour <laughs> in pubs. Yeah. That was really funny. Um <sighs> but yeah, there was some good stuff in there. But even Ewan um, McIntosh, who we had on Two Minutes About Time, I spoke with him about it because he's got a tiny part in one of the episodes, mm. and he admitted like it it didn't seem to work. And but he he's in a good scene where they're at like some charity thing. It's it's in the tag over the end credits, and they're like, "So Big Keith, he's like, I'm not Big Keith, I'm Ewan," and everyone's just calling him Keith. It's a good, it was a good tag <laughs> scene, um, and which I don't think I even paid attention to. But then when I was going through Ewan's, I'm. DB. I was like, huh, ah, he's in that. And also if you go through and Zion DB, you'll now find two minutes about time. All listeners should listen to that. yeah that was yeah. Um at, at the time of recording, Brian, your episode is uh your first episode with us is two weeks from Monday, I think. Nice. Two weeks from this Monday. Or it might be a week on Monday. I'm not sure. It might be a week on Monday. Time travels and, hard. Eddie, you're <laughs> like a couple of weeks after that. Mine will
3: probably be at the same time as this podcast is
0: released. Uh, no, this is just, um, I think we start this show like a few days after um, About Time finishes, which is brilliant. <laughs> but yeah, so um, we get the credits for Kira Knightley, who was in Pirates of the Caribbean, Atonement and Pride and Prejudice, among other things. Chris Marshall, who was Colin. I
2: love him. I love him. I love him. Uh, Sorry. I had to. Yeah, I had to. No, I had Chris to.
0: Marshall's great. <laughs> um, I, I really like him from my family. That's what I know. Important. I like
2: him from Death in Paradise.
0: I haven't seen enough of Death in Paradise, but I also remember when it was rumoured that he was going to be the next Doctor, and I so wish that he was. <laughs> that would have been so good. Because I think he'd, he'd left Death in Paradise around the time that they said that they'd just cast the new Doctor, and everyone was like, Chris Marshall's the new Doctor. And it became so much less of a rumour to the point that people were stating it as a fact. Yeah. And then when it was Jodie Whittaker, it was just like, Oh, she's not Chris Marshall. <laughs> like oh, apparently, no. some people like, people were saying, like because the uh, the reveal video they don't show her face until the end. Like someone was saying, oh, Chris Marshall's got very feminine hands, which is. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> but
0: yeah, yeah uh, this is actually the perfect place to plug this, right? Um, so the listeners are obviously, I assume, fans of Love Actually. So a couple of years ago we were raising money for a charity I'm involved in, uh, Rock, which we're doing in the community it's a community center, and I contacted loads of people asking for signed pictures. Chris Marshall's agent was like, We've got a signed copy of the Love Actually script, and that's just awesome. And then we had a couple of different issues with the with um with the charity or whatever, where he was changing from charity to CIC and all this other stuff, which is like just complex. Hmm. So now Here I am hosting a Love Actually podcast with the opportunity to say, get in touch with me if you'd like to bid our shooting script for Love Actually signed by Chris Marshall. Oh, wow. That's very cool. Uh, Did any of you watch the sitcom My Family? Nope. I saw the first
3: couple of seasons when it first aired and they just kind of fell out of it. It was all right. I
0: really liked the whole run. It's all on iPlayer now. But yeah, so we talked about Chris Marshall. um, Lucia Maniz... Or something like I don't want to like apologies if that's not how to pronounce it. Um, he plays Aurelia. Fun.
1: She was in a film
0: called Thirty Minutes, and Uma Vida e Esperga, or Espera. Um, I don't know if that's how it sound. It sounded like I don't know it. It's she's in a lot of I I I assume Portuguese films as her characters Portuguese, but casting's weird, especially in the early two thousands. So I'm not mm. gonna. Yeah. <laughs> assume that she is portuguese like she's a portuguese yeah. singer yeah huh? so the assumption is that maybe Ooh, the film is,
3: she represented portugal in the eurovision song contest 1996
0: yeah, that's interesting
3: there we go she's been in yeah a lot of portuguese stuff including one called the right juice there yeah. we go
0: <laughs> all right so then we get the credit under her for martin freeman who oh, was uh, yep. who plays John? Yep. And he was in The Hobbit, The Office, and Sherlock, and Nativity. Yeah, and I only in... know
2: him from Nativity.
0: He was also mm-hmm. in allergy and the House. So yes, back. he was. So, oh, he was good in allergy and the House. I, I don't know why. Time. Like, I, I watched it. Like, I've seen it a couple of times, but I rewatched it like a couple of months ago, and expected just to like hate it. Mm. And I really enjoyed it. I gave it like I gave it like four and a half out of five. It was another one was where I said like this film's really bad, but also yeah. it was so fun
3: that film is proper nostalgic for me. That is how every kid in primary school was like, This is cool, I'm going to talk like this and then we was, oh. quick, was quickly like, Oh no, this is horrible. We can't talk <laughs> like this so yeah, I that's... mean
0: obviously it's still only like recent years that i started watching it like the past couple of years or so, so I don't have the nostalgia with it, but mm. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I like a lot of Sasha Baron Cohen's stuff. His scripted stuff's never as good, but it's. And he's good in La obviously.
3: Um, <laughs> he's good in um, what's
0: that one with the barbers? Sweeney Todd. That's the one. Yeah, he's, oh, he's so good in that as well. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. like because he's spoilers to anyone who hasn't seen Sweeney Todd. Because he's such like a well-known actor, the fact that he dies so early on was mm. like. A really, a really like nice shock. Yeah, it was good. The other weird thing is the fact that Anthony Head's in it with like one line, and apparently he was he was going to be in it more, and they just cut him out. Oh, just Um, like a haircut. But he, the thing is, Anthony Head is genuinely like an amazing singer. Mm. Like he's just yeah. So it's a shame he was cut out because I'd love to see Anthony Head in a musical that isn't the Buffy musical that was good as well. I've got,
3: I've got a good Martin
0: Freeman joke, if anyone wants to hear it. Okay. Um, yeah.
3: Let me just find it. I want to make sure I do it correctly.
0: I realise we never got you guys to properly say what you do. Eddie, obviously you're a comedian. This is yeah. well what we're getting here.
3: When Bilbo, Bilbo Baggins dies, does everyone else in the village read about it in the obituaries? Okay. <laughs> That's my input for Monteverdi.
0: Eddie, before we forget, you were talking about an Alan Rickman impression. Ah, uh, okay. Wait, so, what
2: now? What now?
3: <laughs> so, I, I was going to get to this when we got to Liam Neeson because I also I also found out I do a Liam Neeson impression, which I've already done very briefly. But when you when I do impressions, when a lot of people do impressions, they have like a buzzword or a buzz sentence they have to say to get into it. With Liam Neeson, it is just uh, okay. Liam Neeson. It's very simple. With Alan Rickman. <laughs> it's I, I can't. I can't just go into Alan Rickman. Doesn't work. I have to think in my head or say very quiet to myself. Ronald raisley and now <laughs> I can talk like Alan Rickman. And all I have to say is, I love you. I've bought you a very nice necklace, and ten points to Griffin all. Oh. So I think you mean
2: 10 points from Gryffindor. That's
3: exactly what I meant. Like, I couldn't go back on it. You know, I, 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 I never make mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's Alan Rickman for everyone.
0: <laughs> and, 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 you see, what happened here is Alan Rickman walked into the studio and then just <laughs>
3: left. He did, yeah. Uh, Liam Neeson's been in, in and out as
0: well. Yeah. <laughs> that was a very brief cameo. That was that, that was shorter than his cameo in Ted.
2: <laughs> that's that's my favorite role that he did, but I don't even care. <laughs> I, and,
3: in fact, oh, so another very easy one is just Kermit the Frog because all yeah. you ha- <laughs> all you have all you have to do is say Kermit the Frog, Kermit the Frog, and then I can go into Kermit in and running different ways. And obviously there's a a couple of different Kermits. There's the Jim Henson Kermit who sounds a bit more a bit lower pitch, you know. A bit more blunt than there's the more modern Kermit who's uh, going to put more character
0: to him. And then you get someone doing a Kermit to fire
1: Yeah! just <laughs> <laughs> so, three different Kermits.
0: How I'd forgotten with Liam Neeson.
1: My favourite.
0: Like, <laughs> yeah, he's just really sort of versatile actor. Um, <laughs> one, of, one of my favourite TV shows, Rev, which is recommended to me by Ewan MacIntosh. Once again, have any of you watched Rev or is it's on my list, but I've heard it's very, very good.
2: Never heard of it.
3: I really yeah, like it.
0: It's either. Tom Hollander playing a vicar, and Olivia Coleman as his wife, and it's such a good show. But towards the latter run of the show, I'm, you're going to forget this by the time you watch <laughs> it. Probably Kermit the Frog turns up, but it's wild. It <laughs> so, uh, um, gets quite serious in the end, like the vicar's having a faith crisis. And at this point, he literally steps like on top. He's climbing a hill during his faith crisis, just to sort of get away. And he just like breaks down. But the vicar's breakdown is to sing and dance Lord of the Dance on the top of the hill. And then <laughs> this homeless man just appears and starts singing along with him. And the homeless man is played by Liam Neeson. Amazing. <laughs> and then he suddenly like, has a chat with him and he starts saying a load of silly stuff. But then he says, look, we all have our crosses to bear. But whatever you do, just know I'll be with you. And then the vicar turns around to look at him, and he's vanished. And it's like, is Liam Neeson playing the voice of God? And Liam Neeson's not even credited for being in that episode, which is probably a contractual thing. But it just really sort of, oh, like it brings me to tears. Ooh. But I mean, the, the the good thing, the good thing about that is he's Aslan in Narnia. Oh, he is. and Aslan oh, right. is based on God because Narnia yeah. is a retelling of the Bible. I've got a fine Aslan fact for you. Yeah? What's so, your fun
3: Aslan? <laughs> <laughs> there's two different cuts of a line Liam Neeson said as Aslan um, in the American and the European version. I don't know why, but in the European version I think it is. No, in the American version Liam Neeson just goes, Ride me. But in the English one or the other version, he goes, Ride me! And it's like, okay. And I don't know why there's a different version, but there <laughs> is. it's really strange. <laughs> <laughs> he isn't he, as in, okay I'm not going to it uh, also uh, you've also reminded me that I think Seth Macfarlane did do Kermit the Frog as Liam Neeson once uh, for a very specific line or, or very specific um, line of text in Taken which I will if you're ha- happy for me to do I'll read for you
0: yes of course please do okay
3: oh, I don't know who you are I don't know what you want If you're looking for ransom, I can tell you I don't have any money, but what I do have are a very particular set of skills. Skills I have acquired over a very long career. Skills that make me a nightmare for people like you. (laughs) If you let my daughter go now, that'll be the end of it. I will not look for you, I will not pursue you, but if you don't, I will look for you, I will find you, and I will kill you. I swear
2: Seth McFucklin or whatever, I
0: can't say
3: his last name, but I swear he did that on Jimmy Fallon or something. I think he did, yeah, and... It's weird how this weird tangent has come around <laughs> back to. Should we talk? Period.
0: Should we talk about Love Actually? And get I think like yeah, probably a good idea. This was on the. Where did? Why did this come from? Martin Freeman.
3: I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so welcome, welcome to podcasting, Laura. <laughs>
0: okay. Yeah, this is like the number of <laughs> yeah, tangents. This is podcasts. podcasts. <laughs> like, um, because. I'm pretty sure when I was on Sick you cut a lot out because we were talking for like three hours. Yeah,
3: the, the actual recording for the episode was three and a half hours, and we got it down <laughs> to I think under two hours in the final edit. It was a, it was an episode.
0: <laughs> there were a lot of stuff on that cutting room floor. Oh, but, was, yeah. yeah, good episode. I, I I really I really enjoy it. Like, I, honestly, right, sit has been one of the main things I've been listening to to and from college because I've got like um, a forty-five minute bus journey every day. So dead. It's been a good thing for, to listen to. Anyway, so we then uh, have the rest, of, the rest of their exchange. Where Jamie comes back in and says, right, did I mention I love you? And she says, yes, you did. Get out, loser. Um, and yeah, it's weird. Like, upon rewatch, like, first time round, it does seem like they've just got that sort of nice relationship banter. Mm. But when you know that she's, like, having an affair, mm. you, you can sense that, can't you?
3: Like, I'd for- I'd forgotten she hadn't she's having an affair and then when it i happened, reminded I was, you <laughs> when it happened he's i forgot when i watched it and then i forgot immediately afterwards so i was like wait hang on because i'm an idiot but Is i re- it, it really got to me when this time i remember, I remember being like oh that's really shocking oh yeah because like, that happened and then my then my covid test came so i spent like an hour doing that and then i forgot and then i was like oh hang on um yeah and I, I feel really bad for colin first here because he's he looks so happy and really like oh it is really lovely and then on a on a rewatch even just looking at this minute again i'm just like oh you horrible woman how dare you break his
0: heart mm. <laughs> yeah i know like I, i'm feeling this like in the fact that she's rushing him through the fact that he says i love you and she says i know like it's just yeah
3: oh, and like, oh i'm for so she- i'm so sick i can't go to the wedding and it's like oh you can that was, that was horrible.
4: Yeah, because she, she's like the sexiest sick person that you would ever see. <laughs> yeah. And so so did she, did she like rub her nose to make it look because it does look red, <laughs> it you know, and she's got the tissues, but she's all laying posing like she's like, oh, look at me. Yeah. And it was, so it's like so so was she faking it? Was it was this like the equivalent of sticking your thermometer like next to your lamp so it's warm before yeah. when your mom comes in to check you before school? Or uh, you know, or was she legitimately sick, but also cheating?
0: <laughs> That's what I wondered. <laughs> hmm. Like it, it was, it was strange. Um, and actually, your comment, Eddie, about the thing that he's late for being the wedding, which never explicitly said, is that how you read it then? That he's... uh on the on the
3: second. Uh, it it kind of like hit me afterwards. Um, I can't remember when it was. Now I might have been looking at my story on Instagram again. Um. But yeah, it hit me after. Oh, he's he's must be going to the wedding. I think we see him at the wedding later on. But on on my I, rewatch yesterday, I just I had no idea where he was going. But
0: yeah, I've 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 cut it differently for the podcast, as you probably noticed. That we haven't got the wedding for today, but I can't remember why. I think there was some sort of continuity thing that I'd figured out. I can't. Yeah, it's it's really confusing. Because obviously this film was not meant to be cut up in this way. That like <laughs> to try and figure out what takes place on what day. And also I know that the film was re-edited just before release because it flopped when it first mm. was shown. So they completely shuffled stuff around. So I know that it's not gonna flow this well, but this seemed well, the best way to do it. I like it like that though. It's it's um it's nice to have like
3: a, a, you have to watch it a couple of times to be like oh, okay now i know where the story is going and then that's how you get sucked into it. i think to be yeah like i like
0: that. i like how well everyone's story connects to one other story or a couple of them like yeah the fact that emma thompson's a good friend of Liam neeson yeah but also her brother's the prime minister and it's just <laughs> yeah it's nice
1: mm.
0: and it's a side of like the Prime Minister that I don't think you ever think about. It's just like their family you have just got, like, home life, but also mm. they're related to the Prime Minister. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we then get the credits for Rodrigo San, uh, Santoro, who plays Carl. He was in 300 and Ben-Hur. We get the credit for Thomas Sangster, who's now often known as Thomas Brody Sangster. Um. He plays Sam, uh, and he was in The Maze Runner, and Phineas and Ferb. Oh. As well as yeah. too, i believe thomas yeah. is
3: thomas is so good in this film he, he's one of the best child actors i've seen in a very long time
1: mm.
4: yeah he has a brief uh a brief cameo in the force awakens also mm. blink and you miss him and he he's he's an imperial uh, uh imperial but uh, he's a first order officer
0: i didn't know that one. and also he's one of those child actors who just like we've talked about people not aging Hmm. It seemed to, he was one of those actors who I swear <laughs> it took ages for him to age.
3: He is like, still sticks. <laughs> it's actually quite
0: worrying. Well, they did the Love Actually reunion thing. Laura, did you manage to see it after I sent it to you? The nope, uh, Red not Nose yet. Day
1: actually,
0: and he's got a beard. It's weird. Doesn't no. seem. No. Oh yeah, he looks exactly. He looks exactly the same. I just
3: googled him. Wow. But
0: to those of you who haven't seen yeah. Red Nose Day, actually like it was just a thing they did for comic relief it's it's very much repeating the beats of the film but the actors are older but for a comic relief charity thing he's 30 yeah
2: can't he be my age i'm single
3: (laughs) he is 30 and he looks exactly the same that is terrifying
0: (laughs) um so yeah and then we got rowan atkinson who i feel like I didn't need to say what he's been in. We know Rowan Atkinson, Mr. Uh,
1: Bean!
0: <laughs> he plays Rufus, um, the jewellery salesman, and he's in Mr. Bean, Blackadder.
1: He's Zazu! Yeah, in
0: a funeral, Lion he King. <laughs> and I think my favourite of his roles is Keeping Mum, which is such a good movie. But I'm I've assuming it. it's another one of those where neither of you have seen it. It's an, it's, I've heard of it, never seen it maggie smith plays a serial killer
3: oh i'm watching that i'm watching that it's um
0: (laughs) it's like this small it's actually filmed in the same place as about time is filmed like it's the same church and uh, same same universe (laughs) rowan atkinson's a vicar at this church and then they hire this nanny to look after their kids rowan atkinson's like the main serious role in it for some reason even though it's a comedy. Maggie mm. Smith like comes to look after their kids, but what they don't know is a that she's the mother of um, uh, Kristen Scott Thomas, who's like the Rowan Atkinson's wife in the film, and b that she's in prison for being a serial killer, and like it's oh, almost wow. like a nanny McFee, not nanny McPhee, like a Mary Mary Poppins <laughs> kind of thing, where she starts oh, solving all of problems. Nanny McFee was the
3: serial killer.
0: But what you but what you don't know is that in solving all of the kids' problems she's just killing the people that causes them. So like one of the boys is getting bullied at school so she she like cuts off the brakes on the bullies bikes. And just, just it's so funny. And then she, she's burying them all in the in the in the lake at the back of the house. It's
2: such a good movie. Luke, would... I'm kind of scared of how you are laughing so much at a murder.
1: <laughs> one of the funniest films I've ever seen. I it's, would it's
3: love I would love a dark-sided Mary Poppins. Where she's just like slowly stroking someone's head who's like <laughs> in, being poisoned.
1: Moon full of sugar, <laughs> it's like
3: oh, so. But good.
0: um, I think on top of that, like um, I kind of forgot to say that Kristen Scott Thomas in the film is having an affair with Patrick Swayze. Okay, of course he is. So my next note is that as we see Liam Neeson, we get the credit for casting by Mary Selway, uh, CDG, which I assume is Casting Directors Guild. Um, and Mary yes. Selway was the casting director for Aliens and Superman, mm-hmm. and Fiona oh. Ware, who get this, was the casting director for the Harry Potter films Ooh, and lovely. About Time.
3: That's crazy! We've oh, cool. come full circle, lads. <laughs>
0: Uh, that, that 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 was the note that I was that I was building <laughs> up to. <laughs> <laughs> my Harry Potter note. We got there. It, it, It's boring, but it's uh, yeah. We've we've got a lot more of this. But this is. I was up early this morning researching every person who's credited and what they've done because I'm like I think they deserve this. Like, and we're, we're not. I don't worry. We're not going to do this for the end credit. So David, played by Liam Neeson, says, "Karen, it's me." In fact, you don't have the lines, Eddie, but I really want you to read them out. Hold up. Um, he I'm says, Karen,
4: I, spe- I have a particular set of skills.
3: <laughs> when I, so, so, sometimes I do live watch-throughs on Instagram of me watching films, and I just basically take a photo or a video and do a little funny caption. And my one here was, I will find you, and I will love you. So that was there.
0: Yeah, I really, I really enjoyed watching, um, like going through your live watch through. It was a, a part of my break, um, part way through my college film class. Like we had a fifteen-minute <laughs> break, and I, I load up Instagram, and Eddie's watched all of Love Actually and live yeah. posting. And I was like, I've, is- also,
3: "I've also done Star Wars episode three to six, which I hadn't seen before all the way through. Um, that was really fun. I've done Cats, obviously, and I've done Mad Max Fury Road, uh, which was not a fun film for me. I did not enjoy that. So." Yeah, it's a little and they're all saved on my profile so everyone can watch them
0: again and again. So, so I've I've inserted into the chat, Eddie. I'll 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 play Karen. Okay. <laughs> Could you be Liam Neeson uh, and Daniel? For this?
3: Uh, Luke, you're such a Karen. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh dear. Uh can I speak to the Richard Curtis, please? Um <laughs> let me just get into Liam Neeson. Oh. Karen, it's me again. I'm oh, sorry. <laughs> uh, I literally don't have anybody else to talk to.
0: Absolutely. Orid moment, though. <laughs> Can I call you back?
3: Uh, of course.
0: <laughs> Doesn't mean I'm not terribly <laughs> concerned that your wife just died.
3: Understood. Uh, bugger off. Call me later.
0: I like this, the, the cross of stories, and it's nice that we get it right mm. here. Um, so, over that exchange, we have the credit for music supervisor, which is Nick Angel. And, uh, of course, that name might seem familiar to some people for a variety of reasons. To either of you, is that familiar? No. No.
4: Although it sounds like the uh, one of the mentalist type guys. It was like uh, he had a show on A&E where he did, like, tricks and stuff.
1: Ooh, yeah.
0: <sighs> well, if any of you have seen Hot Fuzz, that's the name of Simon Pegg's oh, character.
4: Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't... I didn't remember that.
0: And that Angle. is to pay homage to music supervisors, Nick Angel, who does stuff for working title films. Wow, well, that's nice. nice. Angle. Nick
4: Angel is a good action movie, though.
0: But also, like, I feel like that's that's the most interesting of my credits facts. Because like every time I've read Nick Angel in the credits, I thought, well, that's like Hot Fuzz. And then at one point I Googled it and it was like, ah, that makes sense. Because <laughs> Nick Angel was the music supervisor for Hot Fuzz. <laughs> so it was like that's not a coincidence. There's.
3: No. no. <laughs> could you say in your. Because also you are American, could you say in your best movie person voice, Nick Angel?
4: Nick Angel.
0: Oh, oh so
3: yeah. good.
2: <laughs> okay. I don't know what that was about, but all right. <laughs>
3: that's, a, that's great. It's such, a, it's such a great action hero name. Nick Angel. Yes. Oh.
4: Nick Angel in The Music Supervisor. <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh, it's wonderful. Yeah.
4: Then Liam Nees is like the the put upon boss.
3: <sighs> <laughs> oh, you're I'd really, too. I just
0: had this weird idea. I'd love an action movie where you're just waiting for the action part to start and it never happens. You're just like focused, just <laughs> not like the, like you know, like in *Lethal Weapon* at the start, like excluding the very opening scene where you just see a bit of like Murtar and Riggs' lives or whatever. Where what? it's just that for two hours and then the credits roll.
3: <laughs> it could definitely happen.
0: I might write that one down. Um, yeah, like uh, the
4: whole movie is just a scene of Cobra when Stallone goes back to his apartment, and all he has is like pizza, and he's using scissors to cut it, and like <laughs> he's just cleaning his gun and watching TV, but he's uh, like not actually doing anything.
3: <laughs> I, I him using the scissors is such a perfect like. I can't. The pizza cuts over there. I can't. Just ask to use scissors. It's gonna be easier. It's fine. We're all gonna
0: get along. Fine. <laughs> um so richard curtis said that it was really odd speaking on the phone to liam neeson upon casting him <laughs> um and then we've got music by craig no yeah that, that's in a moment um i think maybe not so we've got uh so uh karen says to her daughter daisy so what's this big news we've been given our in the nativity play and i'm the lobster the lobster <laughs> yeah in the nativity play yeah first lobster well, there was more than one lobster present at the birth of Jesus. Duh. I really like this exchange it's because so I have, I, I've actually got a note to say school nativity plays. What, who did you all play? I wasn't allowed. <laughs> wow.
4: I, I did a neighborhood nativity scene one time and I was, uh, I was Joseph.
1: Uh-huh. Well, wow. um... Lead
4: role. role. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, nice. For bathrobe
4: and everything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um,
2: I think in nursery I was Angel Gabriel, but then when I got into primary school, because I didn't want to like do much acting, and we had sit most of the time, um, I'd just be one of like one of the mainers. That's what I did in primary school. That was great.
0: So I've remembered quite well that um, I can't remember like the first part of primary school, so like infant school part. But when it got to junior school um i was um in i at first was just a member of the choir for the next year i of course played um the lead alien wow uh, <laughs> the, what yeah it we did a weird nativity play that involved astronauts meeting aliens and teaching them the story of nativity no I know. Oh. and okay so from it... a christian, from a genuine christian perspective What we've always said is, is the story not good enough? (laughs) Like, (laughs) do you need to add aliens? Like, there's a lot lot of nativity story that isn't done in nativity plays, and yet they go, all right, let's add aliens.
2: Yeah, and I'm not going to lie, right? Aren't aliens a bit of a slap in the face of people who follow that religion? Like, no offense, Luke, but it's a bit of a slap in the face, isn't
0: it? It is a bit, yeah. it's, It's like, hey, here's, you know, the story of what we believe, and they're basically going, that's true as aliens. (laughs) <laughs> it's, just, yeah, it's, it, it's a bit weird um, so then the next year I had the lead role of Chuck who was one of the chickens because we did a play called Stable Manners that was from the perspective of animals okay. but for some reason they split my lines between me and this girl <laughs> who played like probably remember. Chick probably Chick might have been it yeah fun they split fun. the lines literally 50-50 <laughs> to the point that she had callbacks to what I said um, and it was like, come on! Like it doesn't take much work. And I was, I was getting actually annoyed about this. I was saying to them, I, like I loved I loved that about...
3: He's t- storming into the headmaster's of office, like Chuck deserves better. <laughs>
0: like... <laughs> I was about ten, and I remember thinking, like, this doesn't make sense. You're calling back to a joke that I made at the start of, and it was just, yeah,
4: yeah. Who's the script supervisor on this?
0: Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, the following year, they cast me as God oh wow oh, fun. that's a in their up chicken to God, isn't it in uh, in in a play called the xmas factor which was god oh, casting man. the nativity as if it were a like a game show or, or like,
3: that's an- another impression i can do is the, the voiceover guy from the x factor just him going usually less gravelly but i'm very sick <laughs>
1: chuck
0: the chicken I, I, always, I always found it quite funny that we never got to perform it, and hopefully we still will somehow, is that our school show, like, for, year, for, the, for COVID year, where it all got mm. cut off, like, literally, if lockdown had been postponed by, like, another couple of weeks, we would have got to do it, because it, lockdown happened the week we were going to start the show. Don't
2: um, remind me, cursed. I will cry.
0: I was cast as the devil.
2: <laughs> right, no offence, Luke, but the real devil was me. You barely did anything.
0: Oh no! Yeah, no. You were—I I was just there. I, I was the devil in one scene, and you were my right-hand lady who did all of the work.
2: Oh but, no! Uh, thanks.
0: I was the devil who was in disguise as a nightclub <laughs> owner. It was so fun. Yeah, like, cool what did you go to? to be...
1: <laughs> I sounds like,
0: insane. Oh. It was—it's disco inferno. It's a jukebox musical, and oh, it's great, I, I as nightclub—I as the nightclub owner. It's like, like I was one of the first songs and I, I sang Crocodile Rock like and that was so fun. And then yeah. uh, one scene which I loved and hated at the same time where Fire. I sang Fire. which is, I mean I don't know if either of you have ever sang Fire, it's a very hard song.
2: It's a stupid song. Everyone agrees it's the worst song in the entire thing.
0: I will say Disco Inferno is a great
3: name for the devil. Like, oh. <laughs> uh,
2: Luke? The actual,
3: the actual
0: plot of the show what, sorry?
2: Look, um, I have to go at one o'clock Because remember I've got to go down to school
0: Oh heck I thought that was two o'clock Let's speed Yeah through but it. I've
2: got to get ready do not I
0: Yeah okay let's speed through this And if the worst okay. comes to the worst, Then the three of us will have to finish it And we'll edit in your random If you say yes <laughs> hmm, and laugh <laughs> <W>. Yes okay Because <laughs> the likelihood is we'll, we'll end up having to do a little Are you okay with that Lara if we do a tiny bit without you finish off, That is to.
2: totally fine Honestly don't mind
0: Okay, and the episodes won't normally be like this, listeners. We're trying to get used to our schedules, really hard. Um, so, just just to wrap up briefly on the discussion about Disco Inferno, the plot of that was it's set in the seventies. There's a struggling musician who ends up meeting this uh, woman, Lady Marmalade, who Lara played, who basically tri- is is the devil's right hand lady who tricks him into selling his soul in. To become a successful musician. No, no,
2: no, 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 no! I don't trick him into selling his soul. I seduce I him agree. into selling his soul.
0: Seduce selling his soul, but they—I don't think they can explicitly say that in the show. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Essentially, and um, it's everything goes wrong. Like his friend dies in a car crash, and all of that stuff. And spoilers. <laughs> compared to it's really bad saying it after that comment, but the comedy in the show compared to some of the other shows we've done it's actually really really funny true and we talked so yeah th- there are weird things with nativity plays and we've definitely got a lot to say when we get to the actual nativity play yeah. at the end of the film because that is that felt so accurate to me like the, the little kid with the spider-man that's <laughs> so funny because i feel like nativity plays are like that when they say to like all the parents to like do the costumes and makeup for each of their children, like everyone, like like I remember we did the alien one. Like everyone had like varying levels of alien costume. Like sick. some were amazing, some were just like green t
3: shirt. <laughs> yeah, I love how DIY it always. It's just it, it reminds me of the scene in Hot Fuzz where they see that play and it's really badly acted, Uh and then it ends with them all going "Love me, love me," and it's like "Wait, what?" And it's so out of the <laughs> field. It's just like perfect.
0: Yeah. So, um, we then get the credits for the co-producers, Deborah Haywood, who worked on Les Miserables, About a Boy, yes. Cats. Yes. <laughs> and uh, and the BBC series Ghosts, which is really good. Just shout out to that. A- a- any of you watch Ghosts? No. No. Did any of you, I assume Brian, not w- uh, fans of Horrible Histories? Yes. It's As- Slightly after my time. That like seriously though, Eddie like it's it's got a lot of stuff that appeals to the adult audience. Oh, I have seen I've Netflix. seen the
3: Christmas episode. Uh, I just got one of them doing a Greg Wallace impression, with just him going, "Oh, I like a sweet tooth. I'm a greengrocer," which made me laugh a lot. So
0: there's a, it, it's like it's all on <laughs> Netflix, and it's genuinely worth watching. Well, the first five seasons because like, my sister just started rewatching it and I mm. thinking like I mean I know I'm only sixteen, but I was thinking, oh, it's probably just like a show or whatever. And then the more yeah. I research around it, I find out that after the first two seasons, they re-edited it and replaced um the rat who does the narrating, the puppet rat, with Stephen Fry and then edit on BBC One. Oh wow. <laughs> they just did it as the adult's version just by replacing <laughs> a puppet with Stephen Fry. Um but I can't find any versions of that show other than the fact that it exists. But Anyway, the cast from Horrible Histories do a sitcom called Ghosts, which is like a family sitcom about a family who know about a, a boyfriend and girlfriend who find like inherit this house that's got all these ghosts there, but only one of them can see the the ghosts and it's just they're really it's just it, it's hard to explain where it doesn't sound really cliché, but mm. it's it's like a really funny sitcom and very well done. Mm. Um and it's just worth watching. The oh, last there's six what? episodes on iPlayer at the moment, but the new series starts in ten days from now, so it'll all be out. Cool. And, to it. Oh, and I'm amazing. so excited because my sister has been rewatching series one so many times, and I'm like, new episodes—that'll be good. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so then we get the credit for uh, Lisa Chasin, along with um, uh, the other co-producer, and she also did Lamesa about a boy and cats, but she didn't do Ghost. Idiot. <laughs> <laughs> And then we meet Colin. Unless mm. we've got any other comments, from Thompson and Liam Neeson. No. Nope. So we meet Colin, and his uh, his opening line is "Best sandwiches in Britain." And then he he's he's you can see he's handing stuff out. He says to uh, he says someone try my lovely nuts. I love that line <laughs> so much. Like, it does it the, the, the delivery he has for that works perfectly. Like he doesn't yeah. overplay it. He doesn't do anything else. He just kind of says it almost smiles to himself because he knows that like no one's listening to him the important <laughs> yeah. thing is he
3: doesn't come across as creepy he's like no you wouldn't look at you you might be like oh no thank you I'm not, I'm not having this banter with you but he's obviously not doing it in a malicious way which is very
0: nice weirdly for the whole film considering what his character's about i find him really charming and quite a nice mm. character
3: yeah he's he's very sincere in like he wants he just wants to have sex but also, there's also kind of like, I think he wants more and he's not like, boy, any means necessary, or oh, lads, which is really
0: nice to see. If, if 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 he was played by Sean William Scott, oh, like the same oh. lines, but Sean William Scott's delivery would not work. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. True.
3: He, he's just a little nerdy, British, awkward man. So, okay, fair enough. <laughs>
2: so, basically, a British man.
0: <laughs> How dare, yeah, that's true. <laughs> Yeah. Um. So we there get we get the credit for the hair and makeup designer Graham Johnston. He worked on Gladiator and The Revenant. Mm-hmm. Um. Colin says, "Beautiful muffin for a beautiful lady," and then he says, "Morning, my future wife." Um. <laughs> and then we've got uh the costume designer Joanna Johnston, and I think like they've got to be related, right? Like two Johnstons right next to each other in similar areas of the field. I don't know. We
1: can
4: have- Yeah, you would think so.
0: And Joanna it Johnston worked on. Allied, and, as discussed earlier, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Oh, wow. Ah, Nice. Cool. We've got all the links here. Um, So (laughs) one thing I want to comment on is there's a poster behind Colin at one point, which is a charity appeal poster that says, like, help, um, Mm. something else. Uh, There was an opening scene, an end scene that was going to be, they actually filmed in Africa, where you're going to see this poster in the background for a lot of the film. And then you're going to see them. And it's not just that, you know, they need help because they're poor. But actually, even them in their poor countries are just talking about love and relationships mm-hmm. and like having back. There was going to be, there was a scene they shot as well where it's this guy who's like lost, like all of his crops have died. And he's like really worried. But his wife says not to worry about it because she loves him and they'll work through it as a family. And it's just like, it's a really nice scene. It's in scenes. It's wonderful to watch. But you can understand how tonally it didn't quite fit. Yeah. But I, I guess, nice. But, like, I like that Richard Curtis is, like, considering he founded Comic Relief, like,
1: mm.
0: he's got these little bits here and there in his films where you go, it's nice that he's still acknowledging and trying to raise awareness. Like, I love Vicar of Dibley, but one of the last episodes of Vicar of Dibley literally ends, I don't think there's even credits, with them all agreeing to do, like, a charity thing together. And then you just see them all saying, watching this video, and you, you're waiting for the joke. Mm, They're watching yeah. this video of the horrible things that go on in, like, Africa and everywhere. And they just go, Oh, that's horrible. We better do something about it. And you get all these sort of shots of them all dramatically looking at the camera with wristbands on with, with yeah. charity. And then it ends there. And until a couple of years later, that was the last episode of the show. And it's beautiful.
3: Yeah, it's so well done. Because like the other characters are like, We're not gonna wear these wristbands, it's ridiculous. And yeah, then as soon as the vi- as soon as the video ends, it cuts to the vicar looking at them and then they're all wearing the wristbands and it's just like, Oh so so powerful. Such a good message.
0: Mm. And Laura, I've just noticed it's one o'clock, so yeah i need to go where can the listeners find you on social media um
2: uh, one second thinking one blank one sec instagram laura collier underscore official um i've also got that song out on spotify you can also look on youtube and i did post a youtube video that i need to take down because it's not very good it was for college and obviously <laughs> that Facebook page, Luke, you're going to have to plug that because I still don't know it. That's
0: <laughs> at Lara so, Holly yeah. and music. And to those who don't know, I run Lara's Facebook page because she doesn't Yeah. Facebook.
2: So. <laughs> so yeah, I think that's it because I, I don't use too much media besides Instagram.
0: But... And we will we will we'll cover the rest of Love Actually. Well, not the rest of Love Actually, the rest of this scene, which isn't actually that much. 44 more seconds. Without you. To fair,
3: then, considering yeah. how this podcast goes, it'll take three hours. So,
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, if, if when you come back, Discord's still running, feel free to come back on, Laura.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Okey-doke. Yeah. yeah well, okay. It was
4: nice talking to you, Laura.
2: Nice take talking care. to you. Bye. Bye. I'll try.
0: Anyway, so Chris Marshall's there. I'm trying to figure out what his t-shirt says. Uh, satisfaction at see. the top, and I can't see what the next word is. Uh, satisfaction. Ooh, let's have
3: a look. I'm trying to go back. Guaranteed, uh, guaranteed.
4: Yeah,
3: satisfaction guaranteed because
0: you know he's got a big willy. So <laughs> he does say that in the film.
1: He does. Yeah,
0: <laughs> it's so weird that yeah, what he says. I feel like if you read it in a, in the script before seeing the film, you would picture his character as such a different yeah. um, character. Like, even reading the lines yeah. through here where he's like, mourning my future wife and try my lovely nuts and all that. Like, <laughs> you'd imagine it to be creepy, but it's not. It, it's, it's actually just, quite. Yeah. Sweet. Imagine
3: if, imagine if Borat said it. It'd just be like, oh, <laughs> good, no. Weird, yeah, right. yeah. There's so many times when I'm doing Sit and I'm just reading through the script and I'm just like, oh, this was funny when Chanda said it. Now I feel sad. <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there, there's definitely uh, some lines that certain people can get away with, and mm-hmm. a lot of it has to do with how threatening they are as a a person. (laughs) It's just like, Oh, you dad, it's just them. That's just their way. And you know, they're harmless or they mean well, or in this case, he's kind of goofy, but nobody's really actually paying attention to him. So he's just kind of having a joke on uh, himself. If he was like cornering a woman, (laughs) you know, like (laughs) at her desk and be like, want my nuts, you know, like that's going to be a problem. You know, (laughs) there's
0: also a, I've noticed it quite weird that it's actually quite uncomfortable when you see and hear lines in a different way. So when I was doing casting for my film Unstable, which I've plugged so much on Two Minutes About Time, <laughs> I might as well plug it here. When I was doing casting for that, I mean, Lara's song was in it, so I can count that as like yeah. double up. But when I was doing casting for that, like I had a lot of applications on backstage with like self-tapes and stuff. And people who didn't have anyone to do their self-tapes had their computerised voice do it. And there's nothing worse than hearing your script read out in a robot voice. Like it makes oh, the yes. lines just feel so bad and yeah. wrong that it was cold. just cold. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying that my writing isn't isn't bad and wrong. It might be. but I... <laughs> it's, uh... <laughs> it's, it's very
3: hard as a comedian when you're like saying to a friend, oh, here's a joke I've written. What do you think? And you just show them the joke and then they read it in their voice and go, oh, it doesn't work. So when you, as a comedian, I have to go. Here's me telling you the joke to no audience. Please yeah. try try and understand where <laughs> I'm going with this and how it's going to work. So sharing jokes as a comedian is very difficult in a sense because you don't sometimes get the feel of it. um So when a comedian is like, "Oh, here's a joke. What do you think?" I have to then hear it in so many different ways and be like, "Okay, I can see. Are you trying to do it this way or this
0: way?" And then it's a whole big conversation about one little joke. We've got Colin and the poster. Line producer Chris Thompson gets a credit. He worked on Sahara and the Girl in the Cafe, which is a beautiful film. Girl in the Cafe is like one of my favourite Richard Curtis movies that like no one ever knows of. It's Bill (laughs) Nye and Kelly MacDonald, and it's a drama instead of a comedy, and it's just oh, it's so good.
4: Bill Nye, you say. I I would have never guessed him in a Richard Curtis film.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Bill Nye is the romantic lead, is new though. It's quite
4: it's quite, he's definitely a sweet, guy man. that I didn't know much about him and, and the more I see him in things I'm like, this guy's great
1: Yeah,
0: <laughs> I used to find everyone he played really hateable and then About Time happened mm-hmm. and now I just like every Bill Nye character even if you're supposed to hate them I'm like, oh, it's the dad from About Time
4: Yeah, right Well, my go-to for him is uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, he's Davy Jones and he's under so much makeup and, and I don't like those uh, sequel um, pirates as much as the first one. So I'm just like, man, you know, whatever He's he is what he is. And I always think of Bill Nye, the science guy. That's, that's my go-to for Bill Nye, you know? (laughs) And, but, um, yeah, (laughs) especially, definitely (laughs) totally different, but he's great. He's, he's so, he's
0: so funny. I think a lot of people know know Bill Nye, Shaun of the Dead is, I think the main one a lot of people remember from the hot fuzz of the, um, Conato trilogy. They oh Bill
3: Nye. Um, but he's also he is in a lot of romantic comedies as kind of the straight man or the almost aggressively funny character. You kind of like the person who the film isn't really for to be like to go, Oh, this character's great and then they latch on. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Need that, he think. get
0: he gets a good chance to shine in Richard Curtis's film The Boat That Rocked, or in the States, Pirate Radio, it's called. Mm. But mm. that's I'm it's an okay film, but I like it and it's nice to see like it's, there's no romance, it's just about pirate radio and it's mm. it's good. And like I didn't like it at first, but then my grandad was telling me stories of his experience with pirate radio and then it was like actually I find it a lot more interesting now I know like how important pirate radio was in the sixties. That mm. it was like So, costume designer Joanna Johnston, we've done that. Uh Chris Thompson, uh production designer Jim Clay, who did Children of Men and Murder on the Orient Express. Good film. I haven't seen either of them, <laughs> but I uh, will add them to my mental list.
1: Um,
3: <laughs> and then oh, this scene,
0: yeah, yeah, um, <laughs> you, you know what I'm coming on to. And before we yeah. get any further, there is there is confusion from a lot of people around what they're what what they actually are. Oh, they're body so, doubles. They? Yeah. Well, it, it's yeah. said that they're stand-ins, but I assume they mean body doubles. Same thing, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I stand-ins to test the lighting, but I don't think they'd make them get naked to test the lights. That would. I, I, I you wouldn't like... want to work on that film, would you?
3: <laughs> S- Standing is like a can sometimes be like a usual term for like, oh, we need a body double stand-in, just be here. Please. Oh, I've always
0: interpreted them as separate. Body doubles, what I thought mm. first, but then when I started hearing stand-in, it confused me. Yeah, it, it, it's like a, a two interchangeable words.
3: I mean, they, they can mean the same thing or something else depending on the production, really. But it's it's essentially, um, oh, we need a close up of these two people doing a sex scene. Let's just get these two actors in,
0: bang them in there, quite quite literally. Uh, job done. <laughs> yeah, it's um, yeah. So they're both actors who I know quite well.
1: <laughs>
0: hmm. um, are you familiar with both of them? Or? I did. I definitely
3: know both of them, but I'm more familiar with uh, Martin Freeman, um, because of my hilarious obituary joke.
4: See, she, uh, she's familiar to me, but I can't place where I know her
3: from. No, I'm exactly the same. Like, I definitely have seen her in a lot of things, and every time I try to remember them, it's just like a complete blank. And I'm like that with a lot of actors. Um, and I, I know names and I know faces, I can never put the two together. Same with musicians. <laughs> so bad. I'm
4: like. I'm I'm like that with family members.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, Martin Freeman's definitely more well-known. Like <clears throat> I don't think Joanna Page even gets a credit in the opening credits, does she? <laughs> I do not think so. So I'm for really me with her, the oh, Stacey.
3: Stacey, of course she bloody is. <laughs> yeah. Of course she is. That's like it was I read it now and it's so bloody obvious. Like, oh, of course it's Stacey
0: were you a fan yeah. of Gavin and Stacey?
3: I've not really watched it. I saw the Christmas episode that I have recently, um, well, half of it, and I actually quite enjoyed it. So I'm going to go back and watch it at some point.
0: I really like Gavin and Stacey. I, I literally started a rewatch this morning. So it might have been some sort of subliminal thing and going through the clips and thinking, huh, oh, Gavin mm. and Stacey, and then mm. I started. what. But I, I, I really like it. I feel like, Brian, I assume you probably haven't seen it in the States. Um, no, no, no. It's yeah, you guys, the you guys most... have
4: brought up a couple of British shows, and I'm like, if it's yeah. not Sherlock or uh, you know a few yeah. other things, I'm Just, like, eh. it's
3: smile and nod. It's the most...
0: It like, I, I often recommend British shows, but Gavin and Stacey would not work in the States. Mm. There is an mm. American remake called Us and Them, which is apparently awful but like Gavin and Stacey is, it's so much based around relatable British character. Like that's most of the jokes is I know someone just like that. Mm, And that sounds like basic humour, but it's actually really funny because everyone knows a Bryn. Everyone knows a Pam that it's, it's so normal that it, the comedy comes in the comfort of being like, this feels like home, even though I don't live in Wales, the Welsh feel of it feels quite quaint and personal. Mm. Um, But yeah, that's the whole thing. But Martin Freeman and Joanna Page were were they a surprise to both of you? <laughs> to see Martin um, Freeman
3: especially, I, I remember them. I remember Martin Freeman being in this film because everyone has walked in, everyone's parents have walked in during a Martin, uh, Martin Freeman sex scene in this film, and it's, it's just like they know it's like a sixth sense, and it's just like I promise on watching Love Actually. You we all know. Let's just awkwardly avoid eye contact for the next minute or so and be like, oh, isn't Hugh Grant silly? Yes, well done.
1: Yeah. There, there
3: we'll were a lot
0: that. more in the deleted scenes. There's a lot more of these scenes. Hmm.
4: <laughs> They're definitely, I mean, I saw Martin Freeman's name and I think you, I've heard somebody somewhere mention about, oh, the you know, maybe in our group chats about, oh, the Martin Freeman sex scene, but <laughs> I still didn't expect, because not being familiar with the movie as mm, much, of I didn't expect to be in this manner. Like I was expecting, like oh, there's like a funny probably scene where you know he hooks up sometime yeah. during the movie. I didn't expect to see him like dry humping with clothes on, you know, like yeah. in the it's first like, scene you meet him. You know, it's, it's yeah, pretty funny. It's literally like and it's just nonchalant.
3: Yeah, it's it's immediately oh there it is. And it's, yeah, uh, yeah, and, and that it just kept popping in like that, but
4: getting more and more risque as it went on. And yes. It's just I've had I, moments where I've where I've that.
0: sat watched watching this film with my family and i've thought okay we're going to just skip through those scenes like our fast forward fast forward wouldn't be great but you know what i mean i'll skip past yeah. them and this one always takes me off guard because technically it doesn't count but like it's always like it's here and i feel like i mix this with the actual next sex scene that we get with them that mm, it's quite yeah. a like i this always happens like this early like how <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> right away
4: yeah 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 <laughs> But it sets up, you know, how it escalates basically throughout the. All right, now, now do this. Now do this. Now. I would and have liked just, to have. They're just seen, talking the whole time.
0: <laughs> I would have liked to have seen more of their story because it's quite an interesting. I concept. don't like the story. I, I don't. L- I don't like how it's executed. It doesn't feel like it's complete. But I think if he did it, if Richard Curtis wrote it correctly, it wouldn't feel. What? It wouldn't feel right for Richard Curtis film. It'd be too crass, like for that to be I, the plot of an entire film. But.
4: Yeah. I tell you why I like it. And if it if is my spoil a little bit, something later, but it's the fact that he's like, he, he's shy about asking her out while she's naked on top of him. And then he's like, Oh, I'm so glad that this worked out. I'm usually very shy. And meanwhile, they're going doing all these risque things. And it's that that's where the humor lies of that. Like, they're I, this is I, just a job, it's a job.
3: <laughs> it's weird because I, I think it's funny. Um, but I also think that this is one of the only stories that you could have taken because the film's quite long, surprisingly long.
0: It was a lot longer ta- originally, apparently.
3: Yeah, and you you could have taken out this story and like yeah. it wouldn't have changed the overall film at all. It wouldn't have mattered. It just made. it I think you said the
0: same about Chris Marshall, didn't you? Because Chris Marshall's yeah. one. It's what I like about that, and we'll get more to it when we get to that. Is the the humor I think in the Chris Marshall thing is you you're waiting for him to fail, and then he doesn't. Mm. I quite like that, yeah, yeah. I think I knew, I knew he didn't fail, so that was yeah, kind I know of probably it, a it, it, it kind me. of it, it's ruined it for me knowing it so well, but I, I quite like Yeah. like when but I when picture I someone else watching it for the Sorry.
3: Also, I think that them having these two stories in is a nice bit of humor for the other stories, which can be quite sad at times. So I understand why yeah. they're here, but I also feel like they could have easily not been here, and the film still would have had like that yeah. nice impact.
4: Yeah, these are the goofier, goofier minutes or you know the goofier scenes. But mm-hmm. yeah, you know this when I looked at how long this movie is, because I was like, oh, I will just knock it out, you know, yeah. last night. And I'm like, oh, I started way too late to be watching this. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like a comedy over a, a comedy that goes over two hours—that's a bit mm-hmm. too much. It's hard, um, but I mean, I I didn't really notice the time as I was actually watching it, though. No,
0: it it does go by really quickly, but yeah,
4: I think what but did yes, you you're think? Right, they, of the chris marshall
0: what did you think of chris marshall going to america how did you think that story
4: went? uh, i thought it was i thought it was good and and i um i i thought for sure like yeah i thought it was gonna be a complete bust and failure for him and he was gonna come back with you know um like penniless or yeah exactly exactly like oh you know or he would come back and 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 tell a bunch of stories that didn't happen
3: Oh, oh that was so good (laughs) <laughs> oh yeah i would have liked that i don't i don't know because I, I, i've seen it before i think it's kind of just like oh i know where this is going so that, yeah, i do find it I funny that he went to wisconsin.
1: <laughs> wisconsin yes <laughs> like all the places in america that's, to go. that's Wisconsin, a, that's lucky. an additional joke
0: that the American audience got the Richard Curtis said wasn't intended. They just picked a random American place, yes. but apparently like, like, a lot of the American we... audiences find it really funny that it's Wisconsin.
4: Well, <laughs> but but it also kind of makes sense though, because it's like if he goes to New York, there's so many different ethnicities and people from all over. His Britishness is not as unique. If he yes. goes to Middle America, in the, you know, yeah, it um,
3: makes a lot of it,
4: sense. You know, his whole plan was I'm a charming British man and in, in a sex symbol in America, but I'm just a dude yeah. here in, in the UK. So
3: I, I like uh, that. Because, was it Milwaukee or, or just Wisconsin? I'm not too sure, but like it is such like a oh that'll do. Just go here. Like, yeah,
4: that, that, yeah. It's it's America, America. It's, that's it. That's all. Yeah.
3: It's it's not yeah. a, not a, not a touristy place. You, you wouldn't think. I'm gonna go to America. I have to visit Milwaukee. yeah exactly yeah
4: (laughs) i mean americans don't even go i gotta go to milwaukee (laughs)
0: um yeah so i think there's there are definitely parts of the film that don't quite flow as well as they should but like or or, i think it's another one of those things where it's like when you break it down like this and you go well this story didn't have a proper conclusion this you don't get enough but actually once again you watch it and it just kind of (laughs) works
3: it's quite actually there's it's, it's such a because I'm looking at it with a critical eye, purposefully. It's easier to find flaws or find things to point out. But it's, this film is so easy to just sit down, watch, and be like, oh, "That's fun. It's nice."
4: Yeah, in this movie too, like it does tie together well. But, um, so you do, you know, it it, it pays to pay attention because you're like, oh, this yes. is so-and-so's sister and this is so-and-so, you know, so it is like, so that is a reward for paying attention. But this is also the type of movie that once you've seen it once, you could throw it on. Yeah. Go about your day and just kind of pop in and be like, "Ah, oh, like the scene." I got like yeah. you know, and, and it's, it's it's one it's of those movies. A, That's why it's rewatchable. Yeah, it's
0: yeah. a a nice one to have on on TV because you can just have it on. Like you know, if you turn mm-hmm. on halfway through, you can watch it. But also, the the anthology sort of element to it works well with like even if you've seen it like a hundred times or whatever, you don't always particularly know what's what character you're going to see next and what story you're going to mm-hmm. see next. I think it'd be really hard right. to remember. Like with about time, I love it. But I could tell you, I could probably recite like all of the film off by heart. Like what happens, most of the dialogue, like bam, bam, bam. But with this, I couldn't. I might be able to tell you the odd scene and the, in someone's story, this happens and then this happens. But I don't know that then the Prime Minister's scene happens here and then Colin Firth comes through here. <laughs> and then there was, like, it's all,
1: yeah.
3: There was so much of this film I forgot it happened when I rewatched it yesterday. And I was just like, oh, yeah, this happens. And it was a nice little surprise again. But the, like the Martin Freeman stuff the cards that happened the famous cards with Keira Knightley um, and Alan Rickman betraying his wife. I mean, those are the three big things everyone remembers from Love Actually. Mm.
0: That beautiful scene with Emma Thompson, I can't wait to get to that. Oh, it's it's horrible. Horrible. Heartbreaking.
4: Yeah, yeah, I felt, yeah, I was, like, I was like, oh, this took a turn. I, I did <laughs> yeah. not expect, I thought this was just a fun, Christmas, happy and I like movie. That, <laughs> I like that
0: life isn't necessarily better for them either at the end. Like, no. it doesn't, he doesn't kind of sugarcoat it. It's kind of like they're going to try and stay together, but... Yeah, yeah, but
3: you know it's not going to be very happy overall. It's just like, that's how life is, and it's a nice way to portray it. Uh,
0: yeah. So we've Back got... Back to the dry humping. Yeah. Okay, you can stop there. Thanks. All right, yeah. I need a couple of orange gels we hear in the background. Um, And then Jack says, by the way, he introduced me as John, but everyone calls me Jack. Yeah. Oh, fine, says Judy. Nice to meet you, Jack. He got me right, though. I'm just Judy. He says, great, just Judy, which is, <laughs> oh, it's such a, like, it works, but it's a, it's the it's the very cheesy, jokey, cliche way that people talk. Do you know what
3: orange gel is? I don't, actually. Mm-mm. Uh, so, it's, it's, gel is a very simple thing. It's just a filter you put over a light.
4: Oh, okay. Makes sense. So, yeah.
3: Like, yeah. So you put orange gel over a studio light. It's just like a bit of plastic papery thing to give it more of an orange I feel like I should know that, that but it,
1: I yeah. didn't.
3: Um. It's only something I realised again now. I learnt it in college. Forgot about it because it's never used ever again <laughs> in, in, in uni. And I was like, oh yeah, orange gel. That's a light thing. So, so uh-huh. there the go.
0: context of this, like I'm just picturing what film this is that they're stand-ins for. Like what sort of film it is. So you pan mm. over. I assume this is like a hotel room. Like a very posh hotel room. Mm. They've not unpacked their bags. <laughs> That's what I like. Is that The bags <laughs> are still there. Um, I don't know. I was for trying for the to... condoms.
3: The you know Chris Marshall line later on. <laughs> for the condoms.
0: So uh, we get the credit for editor Nick Moore, who did about a boy, Notting Hill, and the Full Monty. <laughs> That's an <laughs> ironic time for that placement. <laughs> um, and well, guess... considering
4: considering you know how we see Martin Freeman through most of the movie, yeah. it's it's appropriate. <laughs> how
0: how how is the the film The Full Monty received in America? By the way.
4: I remember it being a big hit, and I remember seeing most of the movie and people really, really liking it. Um, I saw but, it
0: once and liked it, but I've never had the urge to watch it again.
4: Yeah, it's 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 when it was out. I think it was on TV or we rented it or something, and it was it was like it was a thing, and then it went away, and it's not something that's ever really been revisited. No, um, it's not that embedded but in it pop was, culture it, or reference. Yeah, so but it was a big thing at the time, and, and a lot of a lot of pop culture was referencing it though at the time, either using the word Full Monty or uh, I remember a lot of TV shows would have like like they would do a spoof on it with the boxes and and you know the guys the you know, like like I'm trying to think like the Drew Carey show or something like that would
1: have yeah, like done the, like a parody the, of it. Yeah. The
0: you can leave your hat on song is quite embedded in pop culture, I guess. So. Yeah but um once again as someone who's like these films either came out before my time or when i was way too young i don't know what i don't know whether the film is referencing established stuff or whether the 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 stuff is referencing the film like it's a really difficult balance so i guess we've covered these 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 scenes um apologies that we ended up running over to the point that Lara left. Hopefully she'll be here for all of the other episodes for the whole time. Mm-hmm. Um, like, to the listeners, because the episode's probably a lot shorter, like mm. that was an hour, like our first episode was about 40 minutes. So we didn't expect an hour and a half in <laughs> to, to still be doing it. Because with the movie five minutes stuff, you know, we record three episodes in one go, so in my mind it's like, okay, mm. it's one third of that length. Which is not... <laughs> <laughs> no yeah Cause well, a, especially more the more people you get the more a, talking more. you get yeah.
4: and you know it happens
0: but i think this worked the idea of having both of you who don't know each other on i quite i think i think that worked quite well i agree yeah it's, yeah.
4: it's a good concept it's it i like i like how you bring some unique ideas to the format so that's good
0: mm. before i forget i forgot one of my i missed one of my best notes for the whole episode which is you're, you're both familiar with the bechdel test right Yes. yes. To those of our listeners who don't know what the Bechdel test is, it basically is a way of testing the representation of women within a work of fiction and it's whether there's at least two women who talk to each other about anything other than a man. And that's literally all the test is. Yeah. So the only reason this film doesn't fail the Bechdel test is the exchange between Emma Thompson and the daughter about the lobster.
4: About the lobster. <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh. <laughs> Huh. I, I don't. I can't believe I missed that note. That was like one of my favorite notes. I was like, <laughs> oh, "I love that fact." Oh. At the start of the episode, you didn't actually get to say who you both are and what you do, or they've hinted throughout. So I guess now's the point for you to both say what you do, where they can find you, and all of that stuff.
4: What, Eddie? You let me go first last time, so why don't you go first this time?
3: Thank you. We we are now good friends. We've 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 solved <laughs> our relationship issues we had. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I. Uh... I host a co host a comedy podcast called Sit Canned Podcast with my best friends, Ollie Ryder and Emmy Bashworth, and we review sitcoms ever so by episode, except when we don't. Um, we are currently towards the end of season two of Friends. <laughs> so you um, might be on season three not, when
0: this happens, who knows?
3: <laughs> I would probably most likely will be, yes. Uh, the nice thing is, we all have very different opinions on Friends, all three of us. Uh, me and Emmy tend to like it, although Emmy's not seen all of Friends. Ollie absolutely hates it. So there's a really nice dynamic between all three of us. Uh, we literally pick it apart line by line. We've got so many silly running jokes and weird, quirky characters we've had. Uh, we, have, we have to get a shout out from John Cena, which is insane. Oh, nice. Um, that actually happened. Um, I also, you can follow me on Twitter at Little Voices Ed with two Ds. You can follow SitCand on Facebook.com slash SitCand or Twitter at SitCand or Instagram at SitCand Podcast. And you can follow my Instagram at Little Voices Eddie
0: and brian
4: um and uh, you know I'm, I'm brian with the i host co-host the marine corps movie minute podcast another minute by minute um podcast like luke did about, about time uh i co-hosted with jack perry we're both um uh i wouldn't say former marines because you know you're once a marine you're always a marine but uh we are non-active duty marines <laughs> it's been quite a while and what we're doing is we're Uh, picking apart movies of that feature United States Marines in some capacity one minute at a time. Uh, Our first foray into this is the Clint Eastwood. And I say classic heartbreak Ridge. Mm. Uh, We are as of recording, we are very close to the finish line. (laughs) And if, if everything goes as planned, our last episode will air on November 10th, which is uh, coincidentally the birthday of the Marine Corps. And it was not planned that way at all. Wink, wink. Um, yeah, so, uh, you know, so we're, you know, and of course we have plans to continue continue on with uh, future Marine Corps-related movies.
3: Uh, the Marine, The Marine 2, The Marine 3. Oh, yeah. Marine... yeah I'll,
4: I'll, <laughs> if I can convince my co-hosts. <laughs> we're definitely going to oh. review them. I don't know if we'll do a minute at a time, though. <laughs> oh,
3: don't, just don't bother. Just like, yeah. one no, big go, I... that's all we need.
0: <laughs> and uh, so... They can find me on Twitter at llama underscore bottle zero, Instagram at the Ginger Luke, Facebook at Luke Allen Film, uh, all podcasts, radio appearances, newspaper articles, short films, anything I'm remotely involved in is at LukeAllen.co.uk. UK. And this show is on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram at Christmas Act Pod. I so nearly said at two min's about time. Um, at Christmas act pod. <laughs> oh. Um Thanks so much to everyone for listening. We'll be back on Monday, the twenty third of November, for a wedding, among several Ooh. other things. And also, in looking at my notes, I feel like I'm messing up in cutting up the days. But we'll, you know, that's, we'll be back (laughs) for the wedding. And um, so, we'll see you on the Monday, and I'll just check out these
1: guys. Bye. Bye.
2: Christmas Actually theme is performed by Ethan O'Mahony and is a cover of God Only Knows by the Beach Boys. Christmas Actually is produced by Bottolo Productions and is distributed by Lemming Drops Studio. For more podcasts and blogs, visit lemmingdrops.com.